When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, my queens. Welcome back to another episode of Here for the Crack with me, Emma Neil. I hope you're all doing good. Merry Christmas. Can't believe I'm saying that. I'm really hoping to get this episode out on Christmas Eve, actually, I decided, because I'm going to talk a little bit about like the pressures and stuff of Christmas and also other things and traditions and funny stories and all of that. But I figured it maybe would be a little bit beneficial to hear before Christmas so I'm actually thinking of putting it out this Sunday but anyway whenever you're listening to this I hope you either have or had a lovely Christmas and are looking forward to the new year. I was at a yoga class the other day the other night and the instructor said something that really stuck with me. She said during the class I think like when we were just kind of in a meditation kind of part of the class focusing on our breathing she said about how you know it's such a chaotic time of the year and it's really supposed to be our rest and relaxation and almost like our form of hibernation time with the dark nights and the cold weather yet we're pressured so much to be like constantly social and out drinking and late nights and all of this so it's kind of like going against everything your body's telling you to do and then all of a sudden we hit January and it's like oh my god the new year new year's resolutions I'm gonna do this this and this kick the year off this way and like I do there's a lot of expectations but if you actually like the calendar that we follow now obviously is the way it is January to December and you know it's broken up right in the middle of winter but if we followed like another calendar say the lunar calendar for example the new year wouldn't be until is it March I think she said I'm pretty sure it's March and that's like the start of spring so it's the kind of how would you describe it like the things are blossoming things are growing again like it makes a lot more sense for your kind of year to start then which I know sounds stupid like I'm not saying forget it's going to be the new year but I'm just saying don't put too much pressure on yourself come January time because realistically we're not really supposed to be going mad at it come January. We can relax a little, stay in hibernation mode and then come March we can think about that. I just thought that was a really nice sweet reminder from her. I love when I go to yoga classes and the instructors give you nice little pep talks like that. You come away from it feeling like so much better about yourself. Oh my god, have I had a week since I last spoke to you. So last week I had the dramatics of having the UTI. Ended up getting an antibiotic for that because it was going nowhere. It was going absolutely nowhere and I was drowning myself in water every day and it just was not leaving. So went and got a antibiotic, right? This was on the Friday. Then went out on the Saturday night. Probably not the best decision because I can't imagine, well, first of all, mixing alcohol with antibiotics, I don't think is the best combo. And second of all, drinking on a UTI, pretty terrible combination, you know? Not only is it dehydrating you, but also then having like the toxins of alcohol. Yeah, 
like I don't even need anyone to tell me that's bad. I just know that's bad by common sense. Uh, but anyway, that's what I did. And I woke up on Sunday with the UTI coming back with a vengeance. And I not only had that, but I also got a vomiting bug. Now, it could have been norovirus because I have heard that's going around a lot at the minute. But I don't know. It could have just been any vomiting bug. I was so scared when I woke up because I was like, surely this isn't my hangover. Like, I did not drink that much for me to feel this way right now. And then when I was being sick and stuff and the way I was getting, I was getting like shaky, dizzy, really weak, like having to lie on the bathroom floor, could barely even lift myself up to be sick in the toilet. Like I'd have to sit on the toilet and just like rest my chin on the sink because I literally didn't even have the strength in my arms to keep me up, if that makes sense. It was actually harrowing. (laughs) It was a hot Sunday. It was a horrible day. It kept coming in waves and I think I maybe got four waves of it throughout Sunday morning and then come like late afternoon I was all right I was kind of recovering and we got a Domino's and again probably not the best call Domino's on a dodgy stomach but it was really good it was my first time eating a Domino's in honestly about five years they have decent vegan options although I will say I'm not a thick based pizza lover I'm definitely more a thin based girly and I know you can get thin base in Domino's but you can't with the vegan base unfortunately which is quite annoying I mean maybe you could if you rang them up after you ordered and said would you be able to do it thinner but there is no option to do it that way when you order online so it was a thick base but it was delicious and they do have the plant-based garlic and herb dip now which they didn't have the last time I ordered from them so that was stunning As a result of my illnesses though, I've really been in rest and recovery mode. Like when I tell you I've been sleeping, oh my god, I didn't know this was possible. I've been sleeping 12 to 13 hours every single night and if I haven't been getting that, like literally last night and actually the last two nights I've got eight hours sleep, right? Eight hours sleep is a perfectly normal amount of time to sleep. Like it's a good amount of time to sleep. You should wake up after eight hours feeling well rested. I woke up both mornings literally feeling like I'd had about two hours sleep. Like I'd been knocked over by a bus and only had two hours sleep. And like really, really struggled to get out of bed, but had two for different things. The first few days of the week, I was really like trying to let myself have the lions because I thought my body needs this. Like this is what's best for me. But then it gets to a point and you're like, I'm so sick of this. Like I can't lie in my bed till 11am for one more day I feel like I need to scratch a layer of my skin off like do you know what I mean when you just feel horrible and you feel like when you're sick and you've got that like layer on you that you just want to oh peel off (laughs) like the first shower after being sick is the nicest feeling ever but yeah I was just waking up like feeling so angry at myself for sleeping in but then also kind of having the thoughts going on of like oh but I needed that but then it's like half my day is gone and yeah I don't know I just got sick of it and started making myself get up and also I've been really taking into account what someone messaged in on the podcast last week so last week I talked about therapy dupes and I read out some of your therapy dupes that you guys sent to me and someone had said don't label a feeling until you've I'm gonna get this wrong but I'm gonna guess because I actually forgot to screenshot it even though I said I was going to she said don't label a feeling until you've slept or like had a nap eaten drank water exercised and gone outside because 
what you could be feeling basically is could be a lack of any of those things and actually what you needed was just I don't know one or a combination of those things to be fine yet you were gonna say you were depressed that day do you know what I mean so I've kind of been trying to really take that into account and like for example this morning I woke up and straight away I was like oh my god how do I feel like this even though I got eight hours sleep like this is just not my week like straight away just being so negative about the day and like when you start your day like that being so negative it's just gonna have a knock-on effect into everything you do and that little trick or phrase shall we say came to my mind and I thought you know what she's so right I was like right I'll give myself a little 15 minute nap then I'm gonna get up I'm gonna get some fresh air go on a walk get water get breakfast like do all check all of those boxes and then I can sit down with myself and decide am I gonna have a bad day or not I did all those things and I was like oh my god I feel so much better so I literally could not recommend that enough and thank you so much to that girl that sent that in I feel like it's gonna be life-changing if there's anything that this week has taught me it's that your health is your wealth I have never been more desperate to get back to my normal self and it's making me so scared for this weekend and when you're listening to this this weekend will have already happened but not sorry this weekend but also I mean like the four days like the 23rd till the 26th it's like constant all day every day you're busy you're going out every night I'm not worried about the I'm excited for the social aspect of it I'm excited to see all my friends my family you know like that is all very exciting I'm scared of how my body is going to take all of that after these illnesses but you know what I've literally got the whole of January to chill the fuck out (laughs) and do dry January and let myself recover I did my big Christmas alcohol shop today there's some things you take after your parents on and there's some things you don't take up after them you know and one of the things I've definitely inherited from my parents is the want to have a full alcohol cupboard like the thought of someone wanting a particular drink in my house and me not having it stresses me out so even though I don't drink half the stuff I bought today I just had to get it all just like in the off chance someone wants that instead of whatever I'm drinking do you know what I mean to be fair also I feel like around Christmas it's nice to have the different ingredients for cocktails and stuff and also because I want to make vegan baileys again this year I did that last year and it was so nice although it did send my friends literally to all be paralytic so I'll maybe make it a bit weaker this year (laughs) but nowhere sells it anymore like I can't find vegan baileys anywhere they haven't had it in Tesco's the last two years and the knockoff one that Marxies used to do they don't have in Marxies and they haven't had for the last two years either so I took matters upon myself last year and I made my own vegan baileys the recipe was on TikTok actually if you're wanting to make it for yourself if you're vegan or lactose intolerant oh my Christmas tree is getting slandered so love that for me I mean I knew it was a pathetic job of a Christmas tree it's first of all it's tiny second of all I put no effort into it like didn't even separate out the branches properly literally bought about six baubles for the whole tree you know it just wasn't it's not really giving what it should be giving but I didn't really care because I thought fuck a load of lights on it (laughs) cover it at the bottom in presents and it's cute it's fine it's basic who cares but everyone seems to care apparently (laughs) someone commented 
girl, I love you, but this is diabolical. And I was like, come on, diabolical's a little bit harsh. Like, it's not great, it's basic, but don't call it diabolical. (laughs) I think she's actually quite cute and basic. And next year it'll be better because I'll have built up more bubbles by then. And I'll put more effort into it, I promise. I haven't listened to Christmas music this year once. Not once. I don't know why that is. I guess you just get used to playing your own playlist and like when I'm in the car I usually listen to podcasts. I never really listen to the radio anymore. Like it's actually a rare occasion I listen to the radio and I feel like that's where you'd hear all the Christmas music. Also when I worked in retail, not so much hospitality but definitely retail, the whole month of November and December they only play Christmas tunes but you end up getting so sick of it that way but it does make you feel Christmassy. Whereas I feel like I'm literally going to listen to Christmas music for the first time when I have like people over on Saturday, which is kind of bad, isn't it? I need to get in spirit more. Oh my God, you know one (laughs) that always gets played when me and my friends are together at Christmas? You know the Jingle Bell Cock song? It's so good. (laughs) Like It actually never gets old year on year. And my friend Sarah knows every single word, literally like the back of her hand. I think I've come to the conclusion, right, where I think I've got that thing. (laughs) Sorry, my brain. I think I've got that thing where, you know, when people say words that sound like the word, but not the word, like they always slip up on their words and say things like it. Or when you're reading something, you always say something that sounds like it and you don't realize it because I never realized it at the time. But then I'll be listening back on my podcast, editing it. And I'm like, that was literally so stupid that like you just completely changed the words there and that doesn't make any sense and I always do it and I've been really noticing it recently and I didn't realize it was an actual thing but in Jimmy Lang and Sophia Boo's podcast she always does it and I think listening to her do it has made me realize how much I do it as well. I'm not sure what the name of it is but there's so many times I want to like I wish I could jump in on the podcast when I'm editing it and be like I meant to say this. So apologies for that if you've noticed it. Oh my god, I got my new blinds put in in my living room today and I'm so happy with them. I was really nervous about getting them in because the windowsills and the window frames are white and I was getting like a kind of medium toned brown oak Venetian blind situation and I was worried the brown wood against the white windows and stuff would just look a bit out of place but I just, I have a thing about white blinds like don't get me wrong I actually do really like white blinds in a nice bright white room but they just weren't really making sense in that kind of like moody cozy room and it was just like too much but I was really worried that obviously with the mismatch it just wouldn't look right but got them installed today and oh my god I'm obsessed it's really just like pulled the whole room together the only thing I'm really waiting on now doing in that room is changing the light which I despise with every inch of my body it's like this weird chandelier and it just doesn't fit the vibe but I'm not spending a fortune on lighting like I'll get something from Ikea or the range or something like that because lighting oh my god my friend works in interiors and she was sending me screenshots of ones she liked that she thought I might like and I was like babe if you think I'm spending 300 pound on a light you can think again Like, I will be going to Ikea and getting something for 30 quid or under. (laughs) But thank you for your help. Oh, the same friend actually really kindly gave me some of her artwork as a little housewarming gift. She's a really talented artist and I would love to buy one of her bigger pieces, to be honest. Like, 
I have been telling her that so that anytime she does a bigger piece, she can send me it and I can see if it's the one I want. Because, you know, you don't want to go for the wrong one or one that doesn't actually suit the room just for the sake of getting something from her. I'd rather wait and be like, that's it. But she gave me like a little set of four and I've got them above my bed and they're actually stunning. I'm obsessed. She's so talented. Okay, my pit and peak of this week. Pit was 100% the vomiting bug, like by a mile. That was the worst day I've experienced in a long time. And I'm not the type of person to get sick like that. I can literally count the amount of times I've been sick like that on one hand. So yeah, horrible, horrible experience. My peak of the week, I made Tom Yum soup for the first time this week. I went to the Asian supermarket and got a load of fun ingredients. And one of those ingredients that I found was vegan fish sauce. The second I saw it, I was like, oh my God, I can make Tom Yum soup because it's a really key ingredient, fish sauce for Tom Yum. And especially if you're going to make it without the, because normally it's cooked with shrimp and you like cook the shrimp in the broth. So that would give it a fishiness. So if you didn't have shrimp and you didn't have fish sauce, it's like, not really a tom yum you know <laughs> so as soon as I saw the vegan fish sauce I knew I needed to make that and I did and it turned out so well my mum came around and we had dinner together while we both ate tom yum together because my dad was on his Christmas day it was cute my recommendation of this week so I started I only started tanning again let's say two or three weeks ago not sure how I managed to make my tan last from, well, I suppose I was away at the very end of September. Like I got back on the 1st of October. So I suppose making it last two months is actually pretty normal, would it be? I don't know. Anyway, my tan lasted me from 1st of October until right up until the first week of December. And then I decided to start tanning again. And you know what it's like when you start tanning again, you're like, oh, I can't be arsed. But I'd forgotten how good the tan I love and use is. And I rave about it every single year. It's a moisturizer, so it doesn't come off like tiger loaf. You can build it up to the nicest color. And it's just so good and so easy to maintain, especially for me with dry skin, like having it in a moisturizer is ideal. It's called Sunkist. They do have a website, but I tend to find it a lot of the time in chemists. I also find it once in Home Bargains. That was over lockdown though. That was ages ago where I found it then. Uh, where else have I found it before? I don't know. It's kind of one of those ones where it's like stocked randomly for random times in different places. If you just keep an eye out for it or actually just order it online, make your life easier. It's unreal. I literally couldn't recommend it more. And also the face tan I've been using. I only started face tanning this week because, oh, well, actually that's a lie. I did last week and the one I used broke me out so badly. I have a real problem with finding face tans that don't break me out. Literally anytime I try a new one, I'm like, why have I done this to myself? Like, why have I spent the money on it? And why have I not given myself acne for a week? So I'm not going to go back to that one that I used. But then this week, I went back to my, it's called Vegan Tan. I think it's an Irish brand, actually. And their face spray works really well on my skin. It doesn't break me out whatsoever. The only ones I can use are that, sorry, not the only ones I can use, but out of the ones I have tried, the only ones I can use are Vegan Tan and tan and they're both sprays all the serums I've tried break me out so badly that's not to say they'll do the same to you I just have very sensitive skin but oh my god I can't believe I waited until this week to start tanning my face again I was like what have I been doing like I woke up the next day after doing it and was like I feel like that bitch like I feel like a new woman why have I not done this until now 
So I've got a new lease of life now that I've got a naturally tan face. And I'm, not that I was feeling shit about myself, but you know the winter uglies you get. You're pale, your lashes and brows haven't been tinted in ages, your lips are dry, your skin's dry, you're always covered up in tracksuits. Like you just get that those winter uglies and that just really lifted it. Having a bit of tan on my face is mad what it can do. So that's my recommendation of the week. Oh, let's do a little words of the week. I feel like I haven't done that in ages. Okay, let me see. This is cute. Oh, this is a little carousel of this year taught me. But let me pick my fave. I like this one. This year taught me that happiness is not an outcome. It's found in small moments and simple joys, not just in grand achievements. Okay, let's finally get into this week's podcast topic. This week we're talking all things Christmas. It's probably going to be a bit all over the place, but I just figured we have to have a little Christmas episode. Firstly, let's talk about the pressure that is kind of put on us to have this like perfect best day ever on Christmas. I think this is the reason why so many people cry on Christmas Day. It's kind of like the same as when you cry on your birthday. It's like this feeling that, oh, this should be like such a, I don't know, people big it up so much. And then if like, one little thing goes wrong or you don't feel on top of the world like you just obviously you just wake up and feel like it's a normal day then it can trigger a bit of an emotional reaction I've cried on my birthday a lot before but I haven't actually ever cried on Christmas day but I think I don't put a huge amount of pressure on Christmas day for it to be like perfect I just think it's another fun family day you know but I get that it's also like a really difficult time for a lot of people not only with the pressure of like money wise and all of that but also like for split families people that are going through like grieving over Christmas I don't know everyone's kind of going through their own shit and sometimes Christmas can be like a really triggering difficult time for loads of people and I think the key to not stressing so much about this is stop comparing your Christmas day to other people's like just because you're seeing all the photos of like people around the big table with like every member of their family and seem to be having the best time and are all dressed up and have all these traditions like just because you don't necessarily slot into that doesn't mean you can't have a nice Christmas day like there's different variations of what can be considered a nice Christmas day and like what is enjoyable to you might not be enjoyable to someone else and also just kind of finding peace in the fact that all families are different and all families want different things out of a day like that. Like some people literally just want to like chill in their joggers, eat as much as they can, like eat themselves into oblivion. And that's what Christmas is all about. And then they lie on the sofa and watch Harry Potter. I feel like loads of people do that. Whereas there's other people that literally get dressed up and have like an almost black tie Christmas event that's like very fancy, five courses, the absolute works. And I don't think you can look at either one and think one's better than the other. They're just different. And I think establishing your own traditions with yourself, your friends, your family is what's most important and not fixating too much on like the gifts and how much of a fun time you're going to have with everyone and, you know, whether or not you get on with your grandparents. It's nice to like put differences aside for the day, as hard as that can be sometimes. I'm not gonna lie I actually think there's something really nice and wholesome about really low-key Christmases like I know that loads of people would just order from the Indian or the Chinese and I kind of love that and it means that no one's like slaving away in the kitchen cooking because 
that always ends up being me and my mum while everyone's having a nice little time talking to each other socializing drinking their bucks face and me and mum literally have not stepped out of the kitchen and that's on gender roles <laughs> no I actually don't mind it though I love cooking and I feel like it gives me a bit of a purpose on Christmas day otherwise I just feel like I'm frolicking around in my own house there's something weird about hosting in your own house anyway we're actually not having it in our house this year we're going to my auntie's house and I think I'm going to be designated driver now my parents have said I don't have to and that we can get a taxi back but I just think because last year I stayed sober up until the dinner and then started drinking with my dinner and we have dinner quite late like I know a lot of people would have their Christmas dinner at like two o'clock we don't really eat it until about five six o'clock we have nibbles probably around two and then you're so stuffed and literally can't eat then again until six. But yeah, anyway, last year I didn't start drinking until the dinner and I ended up being so full from the dinner that I actually barely drank anything until like a good few hours later. So I feel like what's the point in having to pay an extortionate amount for a taxi home when I can just extend how long I stay sober for? And then wait until we come home and have a drink then. Because then we have like a little second Christmas with our family friends. I'm going to talk gift buying tips. Although when you're listening to this, it's probably way too late to take any of these tips into consideration. But maybe you can use it for inspo for next Christmas or for a birthday or something. I'm just going to say that I always think that thoughtful gifts are always the most they're the most memorable and I just think they're the most beautiful gifts to receive. Like it means a lot more to receive something thoughtful than something expensive but generic, you know? And it's also really good because, you know, if you're really short on funds and need to do gifts on a budget, doing really like personalized, thoughtful gifts can actually work out cheaper, obviously depending on what you do. But, you know, little things like making a photo album or a scrapbook or framed photos are always a really nice one if you have any talents like if you're a good painter or you're good at drawing or you can like crochet or anything like that making them something like that is always such a nice gift I love handmade gifts like that I also think like little curated kind of themed almost like hampers or not necessarily hampers but like stockings or just a bundle of gifts if it's like kind of curated around a particular theme say your friend or partner or family member has like a particular hobby or interest like say they're really into their cooking making a little kind of cooking themed present going to the Asian supermarket getting like sushi ingredients and like the sushi rolling kit and all of that or going and getting like a lovely big ramen bowl with the wooden ladle and the chopsticks and then all the ingredients for the ramen and like some funky noodles like some cool shaped noodles do you know what I mean? Little like curated things like that. If someone you're buying for is like really into books, maybe a couple books or a book voucher and then like a personalized bookmark or a personalized book stamp that you stamp on the inside of the page that says like this book belongs to type of thing or this book is from the library of. I think things like that are so cute and so thoughtful. You know what? I'm also a big believer in just asking people what they want as well. Like I know it's nice for say your partner to have a bit of an idea yourself and like to think that you would kind of know what they like and be able to gauge it and be able to buy them something based off of that but the reality is is that sometimes you do get it wrong and you can have little surprises that you know they'll like but sometimes it is good to just ask what do you want because not only does it mean 
you're going to get them a present that they want. It also just means you're not going to waste money on something that could sit in the bottom of their wardrobe or their cupboard for the next five years and then get thrown out and then you're a bit upset about it, do you know? And I kind of love when people ask me what I want because I've always got like an ever-evolving list on my phone of just like things I'm on the market for. So I've always got it ready to give to someone if they're in need of any inspo for me. So yeah, I would say just don't be afraid to ask See, when I moved house there, I literally sent a message in my family group chat and was like, please, no one buy me anything unless you ask me, do I want it? And that sounds so, like when I say that out loud, it sounds like I'm being rude, but I didn't mean it in a rude way at all. I meant it in like a don't, please don't waste your money way because if I don't need it, like there's no point in you getting me it. Like, please check with me first. I don't want like doubles of everything or just like random tap that I'm not going to use and I'm going to end up it's going to end up taking up cupboard space you know and like my auntie actually gave me a housewarming present today that was a few bath towels and it was perfect because I kept forgetting to get towels every time I went to a shop and I don't know if she knew that I don't think she did know that but in my head I was thinking that's actually lucky I didn't remember because the last three shops I've gone on I've been meaning to buy towels and if I did have towels and then she bought me those towels I'd be not that I'd be raging because that sounds so ungrateful. <laughs> I wouldn't have been raging. That's not what I mean. But I'd have been like, oh, for fuck's sake, where am I going to put all these toils? Do you know what I mean? But thankfully that didn't happen. I really needed the toils and they're stunning. So that was a fabulous gift. But I just think ask or you could ask for a list or ask for ideas and then you can pick between that. So you're still picking something, but it's like, you know, they want it. Speaking of gift buying, let's talk about gift receiving and how to navigate not liking a present that you've been given. (laughs) This hasn't happened to me too often. As I said, I am quite good at just telling people what I want, so I actually haven't really encountered this problem too often. But I definitely do remember a couple times. And I personally think the best way to go about this. Now, not everyone's going to agree with this. Some people think that you should just always pretend you love it, say thank you, say it's the best thing ever, pretend you're going to wear it all the time or use it all the time or whatever it is and not be it. There's no point in bringing up, like, why would you rain on their parade type of thing? Which I completely get. But then there's also the other side where it is wasted money and it could be exchanged for something else. So in the past, how I've gone about that is... On the day, on Christmas Day, I've pretended I've loved it. Not given any inkling whatsoever of not liking it or perhaps wanting to change it. Like literally it not even coming across that way at all. Okay, so fully pretending that you love it. But just making sure that receipts or gift receipts have been kept. So say, for example, you're like, I just want to check you've kept all the the gift receipts of the receipts so that you know if there's anything that doesn't fit that I can take it back and get my size type of thing so you're making sure that the option is there to change anything basically (laughs) but you're not letting on to the fact that you don't like something you're just saying you know in the off chance something doesn't fit I know I've got the receipts like I'll keep the labels on and then a few days rolls around or maybe you go into town for the boxing day sales you happen to go into that shop and you see something you like and then you make your move and you decide to say you know what I don't think that thing is suitable and I was actually in town the other day and I saw this thing that would be perfect to exchange it for like I think you break it in a way that is not like I hate that that is heinous 
<laughs> but but more like it wasn't the best fit or you know I didn't think I'd use that all the time but I saw this thing that I am obsessed with and I feel like it would be way better for me because if someone broke it to me like that for a present I got them I'd be so fine with it I'd be like yeah so fair enough like I want the money I've spent on you to be of value to you you know and if that means you changing it to something then you go ahead and change it however I don't need you to like tell me that you hate it on the day and put me in a bad mood and I think that's like the best kind of route you can go around that to ensure that there's no kind of horrible like tension on the day or any anyone getting upset over someone not liking anything but then also getting the outcome that you want but I do know that this is just not what some people do and some people just will pretend that they loved it till the day they died I know oh my god this is the funniest story ever actually one of my ex-boyfriends when I told him that that like I would do that sometimes the presence he was so shook he could not believe it he was like are you taking the piss like if I did that to my parents they would honestly have locked me up for five years and not bought me presents for the rest of my life <laughs> like that's how serious they took it they were very much of the opinion like I bought your present you have to be grateful for it like don't you dare change it and I completely get that I'm sure there's a lot of you listening to this that would probably be in the same situation but anyway so this one year he was a kid he was like I don't know exactly but I'm gonna guess about seven years old kids to me I can't tell the difference between like are you three years old are you 10 I don't know obviously I can tell the difference but like I can't gauge what age you are anyway let's say he was about seven years old and he asked for whatever toy it was for Christmas right Christmas day comes around and he doesn't get the toy that he wanted he gets something else as you do when you're a little kid that doesn't really you know understand life or (laughs) what's going on so much I think he cried over the fact that he didn't get the present that he had asked for and instead got something else and his parents basically were like don't you dare like you ungrateful little shit we've got you a present and you cry over it because you wanted something else so they took it off him he didn't get a Christmas present that year because they took it off him for being ungrateful and they rewrapped it and gave it to him I can't remember if it was either for his birthday or if it was for the following Christmas but they gave it to him for one of those things and were like that'll teach you for being ungrateful (laughs) and ever since then he has always been grateful for every present and could not believe that People in my family would have the audacity to exchange a present and actually get away with it. Oh, let's talk about Christmas traditions. You know what? I'm a big believer in that it's never too late to start a new Christmas tradition. Recently, was it last year or the year before? It might have been two years ago. Basically, we have family friends and they've got three girls in their family and every year, literally since they were babies the parents would buy them all matching pajamas and they would get them on Christmas Eve and every year they would take this really cute photo in their living room with their dog of them in their matching pajamas and it would say happy Christmas from the whoever's and they'd post it on Facebook and send it to their family friends and I just always remember thinking oh my god that's just the nicest tradition ever and every year I would always think it and then one year I was like you know what guys let's make this a tradition for us as well. So we all got matching pyjamas because some places like Tesco and Marks and Spencers will do pyjamas that you can get matching for like the whole family. So they come in kid sizes, 
women's and men's. So we did that and we all got our matching red flannel pyjamas and we all wore them. I think we actually got them a week early and we kind of wore them in that week running up to Christmas and we set up our Christmas tree in them and then we woke up on Christmas Day and had them on. And I just feel like that's a new tradition now in our family. So, and that was only started, what, two years ago when I was 23. So just a reminder that it's never too late to start new traditions that you quite fancy starting. Another tradition of ours is going out on Christmas Eve as a family. We always go to the same bar every year. It's kind of like our local, I guess. Yeah, it probably is our local. And you kind of go there and you just know everyone and it's very wholesome vibes on Christmas Eve. Now, my brother does like to send it on Christmas Eve. He he jokes and says he loves ruining Christmas by getting really drunk on Christmas Eve. I'm talking like doesn't come back until between 4 and 7 a.m. <laughs> and then we have to drag him out of bed on Christmas Day morning. He actually won't be here this year to do that, which is weird. Like, I can't imagine not having his really loud, drunk presence on Christmas Eve and on Christmas Day. Because the only way for him to get through the hangover then on Christmas Day is to start drinking. So he just starts necking pints. And you know when that neck and nominate thing was going on on Snapchat? Oh my God, was that a year for him? <laughs> I really like the night out on Christmas Eve because you start early like we tend to go there for about 5 or 6 p.m but the bars close at 12 so you can't really take it too far well my brother seems to be able to take it too far he always ends up going back to friends houses but I tend to just go home when the bar closes so like realistically even if you're drunk if you're getting to bed at half 12 you're gonna be fine on Christmas day And I just think it's like one of those rare opportunities where you get to see like all those people in one place at one time. You know, people that don't maybe live in Belfast, but have all come home for Christmas. I would argue that Christmas Eve for me is actually, oh, I'm not going to say nicer than Christmas Day because obviously I see my family and stuff on Christmas Day, but I think it's a really fun part of Christmas. Oh my God, one year though. So I think it was the year that It was the year that I just got back from Australia. Okay, so I got back from Australia in September. How long ago was this now? Let's say four years ago. I'd got back in the September, October. Actually, no, I think it was November. Anyway, that doesn't matter. I'd gotten back around that time of the year, right? I wasn't going, I wasn't starting at uni in Leeds until like the following September. So I had the guts of a year back home. I was doing makeup at the time, but I was also working in a bar and the bar that I was working in was the same bar that I'm talking about that we go to on Christmas Eve. When I think back on how I did it, I actually really don't know. Like I would have clients all day, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then work the nights in the bars. I did that in Australia too. Like I genuinely, how did I do it with that amount of sleep? I don't know because I wouldn't be able to do it these days. Why have I literally aged about 50 years since then? (laughs) Um, Anyway, so this particular year, I'm obviously working in the bar and you know what it's like when you're working hospitality at Christmas, like it's really hit and miss with what they'll give you off. And especially if you're wanting like Christmas Day, Boxing Day off, the chances are you're going to have to work Christmas Eve. Like there's a bit of give or take, you know, if you want specific days off, you're going to have to work some other shit days. And one of those ones for me was Christmas Eve. But I was like, do you know what, fuck it, it'll be nice, like, I'll see my family there, I'll see everyone I know there, I'll just be behind the bar instead of with them, which obviously isn't ideal, but it's better than not being there at all. Anyway, I had got my brother a little part-time job. I don't know if he was just home for Christmas and in need of a bit of extra money or if he was 
Yeah, he, or maybe he was still in school at that. No, 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 he would have been finished school. I think he just wanted a bit of extra pocket money while he was home um, from uni for Christmas. And my manager had mentioned that they were kind of looking for part-time workers to just do like busing. If you don't know what busing is, it's basically like the people keeping things running smoothly behind closed doors, not behind closed doors. Like they wouldn't be serving you the drinks. They wouldn't be taking orders or anything like that. They're taking plates away, taking glasses away, putting them in the glass washer, then bringing the clean ones back out, uh, changing beer kegs, that kind of thing. You don't really have bussers all year round. It's more at peak times when like everyone's balls to the wall so you kind of need someone focusing on those things if that makes sense so anyway he ended up hiring my brother and my brother thought it was like the most ridiculous thing ever that he was gonna have to work on Christmas Eve like he he's as I said he's like the man of Christmas Eve (laughs) it is his night so he was just not having that at all so my brother decides he's just gonna pull a sickie right and tell the manager that he can't make it but then of course he shows up to the bar paralytic because that's where everyone goes that he's friends with. <laughs> oh my God, when I actually think about it, I'm mortified, but it was so funny. I just remember the manager looking at me and was like, oh, so he's sick, is he? And I was like, that has nothing to do with me. Don't look at me. <laughs> but he's so drunk that he's not even trying to be, in not invisible, but like he's not even trying to be secretive about the fact that he's there and to hide from the manager like he's being so <laughs> loud and like shouting across the bar me being like Emma get me a drink like give me a free drink and, <laughs> and I was actually like head in my hands like oh my god get out of here you idiot but no he continued and stayed to drink there until they closed and him and his friends got kicked out <laughs> and safe to say he never got a shift again I don't think he was even mad about that though. I think he just needed his Christmas money and then got his Christmas Eve off and that was him. Didn't care about anything else. I'm always so intrigued about people's Christmas days and how they differ from one another. Like what families do and the different little traditions and even like the timings, the food you eat as in the whole day. Like I'm interested in the whole thing. What do you have for breakfast and Christmas day? What do you have for starters or for nibbles? What do you, what's on your Christmas dinner plate? Like I love seeing everyone's Instagram stories of their Christmas dinners. I love judging them so hard. And look, not that I'm one to judge, like I know I'm vegan. So, (laughs) you know, it's not like I've got a turkey and ham set going on here. It's a veganized version, but I do rate my Christmas dinner very highly. Although everyone probably rates their own Christmas dinner very highly, don't they? That's the point. I'm going to tell you exactly how my day normally goes from start to finish because I feel like I would want to know this about other people. Although this year is probably going to look a bit different because I don't know where I'm going to sleep on Christmas Eve this year because I don't currently have a bed in my family home. I did actually originally plan on sleeping there on Christmas Eve, like going out with my family to that bar and then just coming home with them and just waking up and having Christmas Day as normal. But I don't have a bed there, so I don't think that's going to work. But anyway, it'll only look very minorly different in the morning. But normally what happens is we wake up at a reasonable time, like not really, really early, but also we don't like to sleep in too late because we've got places to go, people to see, you know. So I'm going to say about nine o'clock, we all come down and we exchange presents. 
it used to be, you know, when you were kids, you were just like, all the kids were just opening everything and at once and then your mum and dad would get like a card or a wee gift at the very end. But now it's very much more like a, you know, everyone kind of exchanging together. It's a lot nicer, I think, when everyone's adults like that and you can have that kind of two-sided experience instead of it just being all about the kids. Although, obviously, there's something nice about like I'm low-key a bit jealous of people that have young kids in their family you know people that have young cousins and stuff that still get to do all the Santa things and really kind of try and keep that Christmas spirit alive that would be kind of fun but also it wouldn't because I don't really enjoy kids being things like that so yeah maybe it actually wouldn't (laughs) no I think it would add like a fun element to it to be fair anyway then we have like um a late breakfast brunch kind of thing I know that my parents are they always seem to have smoked salmon for Christmas day brunch I don't know where that has come from but yeah it always seems to be either like a bagel with cream cheese and smoked salmon or like soda bread I'm trying to think what they would also have it with I don't know but it usually always involves smoked salmon and sometimes eggs like my brother would usually my brother would more go for smoked salmon eggs avocado maybe even some sausages. That's a bit psycho though to mix sausages and salmon, isn't it? Maybe he doesn't do that. I don't know. Obviously, I don't have the smoked salmon, neither does my sister. But we just have like another brunch alternative, something like avocado, bagel, vegan sausages, that type of sitch. Something quite substantial because I suppose you do then usually have a drink quite early. So that's another thing. Actually, my mum and dad will They'll have a cup of tea like when they're making the breakfast but then they'll have a wee bucks fizz with their smoked salmon breakfast. I don't usually opt for that. I, As I said like last year I didn't start drinking till I sat down with my dinner just because I was doing like so much in the kitchen. I thought there's literally no point in me being tipsy for this. Do you know what I mean? And I also am just not really a fan of drinking too early and like peaking too early. So that just kind of suits me. But anyway yeah I don't drink bucks fizz with my breakfast. I'll just have my normal coffee. Then we all kind of disperse, go up to our rooms, like bring our presents up. Maybe if we've got clothes that we got, try on the clothes, take the labels off, like new underwear and start getting ready for the day. We don't do Christmas fancy fancy, like it's not black tie and like gowns, but it's to be honest, it's kind of anything goes. Like if I showed up in tracks at bottoms, no one would actually say a word, but I do get a little bit dressed up, but it kind of just depends on how I'm feeling on the day. I feel like young people's version of dressing up can vary so much today, if that makes sense. Like back in the day, dressing up meant you were putting on a dress, whereas I feel like now dressing up could be big, massive baggy jeans, but a cute top with hoop earrings. You know what I mean? So yeah, just whatever I'm feeling on the day. Like last year, I wore a silver satin midi skirt and a jumper with nice jewelry. I tend to go for that kind of vibe. Like looser kind of comfy clothing but still looks dressy because fuck being in something tight when you're eating a Christmas dinner oh my god no one needs a tight waistband when eating a meal like that it's such like sleep inducing food as well isn't it like it's really heavy (laughs) every time I have my Christmas dinner as much as I love it I'm like I'm so glad we don't have roasts every week because I would literally hate to feel like this every week but as nice as that kind of one-off Anyway, we all disperse, get ready for the day. On some years, we've actually gone to family members' graves and 
left flowers and sang a little Christmas song, which is actually a really cute tradition. We haven't done that in recent years. I'm not 100% sure why that stopped. I think there's less of a focus now with my family on going to graves and instead people maybe just think of them more or speak to them in their prayers or... I don't know, we'll raise a glass to them, that type of thing. Uh, Yeah, it just hasn't really been as much of a thing over the last few years. I guess like Christmas Day is so hectic as well to try and squeeze that in there because the graves are not close to us at all. It's like a bit much having to go back and forth for that. But it's also a lovely thing to do. So it's usually held at our house or my auntie's house and I think arrival time is about, I'm going to guess one o'clock. I think that sounds about right. One o'clock people arrive. Everyone's drinking Bucks Fizz, minus me. And minus my sister, I don't think she really drinks Bucks Fizz. Last year I was drinking non-alcoholic Bucks Fizz and it was really good with the Frizzante 0% Prosecco. Highly recommend as a zero alcohol alternative. We have nibbles kind of constantly coming out between people arriving and let's say like two o'clock. So we do like bellinis with smoked salmon and avocado We do spring rolls, samosas, basically all that kind of party tray food that you would get from the likes of Marxies and Tesco's that would be frozen, all that kind of stuff, which might sound kind of weird to some people. I don't know how that's come about, but I think it's probably just because it's so much easier to just chuck a load of stuff in the oven than to have like a sit down starter. I do know people that do full sit down starters and also do like a soup starter and everything with like wheat and bread and butter. Um, we don't do that. We've never done that. It's always just been nibbles. And I really rate all those nibbles, to be honest. See the M&S Plant Kitchen vegan nibbles? They're like no duck spring rolls and the mini chicken Kievs. What else? Can't even think now. But they're all incredible. Like I would happily have a meal of just them with like nice dips, like hoisin sauce to dip, sriracha, sweet chili sauce. That is like heaven in a meal for me. We always aim to eat our dinner. We always say like four, half, four, five, right? That's always the original intended time. What ends up happening is that we're all so full from nibbles and maybe timings will be a bit off from the ham and stuff because I know that takes ages that we actually never end up sitting down to dinner until about six o'clock, which I know is wild to some people as well. Like some people eat your Christmas dinner at two, but no, we've always been a more kind of five, six o'clock kind of time I don't know that I could eat something that size at two o'clock in the day but then I suppose you just wouldn't be eating as many nibbles and maybe wouldn't have a big brunch and stuff before if you knew you were gonna eat it at two on my Christmas dinner plate what do I have now I do rate a Yorkshire pudding but we don't have them on our Christmas dinner if it was up to me we would but also Yorkshire puddings aren't vegan so I couldn't even eat them anyway so it's actually completely irrelevant to me but I rate a Yorkshire pudding on a Christmas dinner But I do get that there's a lot going on and maybe it's not very essential. We do roast potatoes. I am not a mashed girl. There is no need for you to have mashed potatoes and roast potatoes. And let's be honest, what's the nicer one? Roast. Every time. Unless you do a shit roast potato. And if your family serves a shit roast potato, I'm really sorry about that because there's nothing worse than a shit roast potato. (laughs) Like a non-crispy, non-seasoned roast potato. In that case, maybe mashed potato is better. We do roasted carrots and parsnips. When it's at our house, we do peas. But when it's at my auntie's house, she does mushy peas. Now, I have a real problem with mushy peas. To me, it's a baby food, but each to their own. I might just bring my own peas this year. 
we do stuffing but we do it wet so I know a lot of people will take the stuffing and make it into the balls and then roast them and have the little stuffing balls I find stuffing like that very dry I really love the wet stuffing and almost being like a dip that you can like get onto every forkful with the gravy as well that is just delicious to me like a bit of bread with everything you're eating obviously Over the last few years, I've been making vegan pigs in a blanket. I've just been using the Richmond sausages and then wrapping them in vegan bacon. I think I just got the Tesco own brand bacon this year. Last year, I used the Marks and Spencer's blank kitchen bacon. They've actually turned out really well, you know. I've really rated them. And then I just just have like, say, six of them on my plate and no turkey or ham alternative. I just have loads of pigs and vegan pigs in a blanket instead of like a fake meat alternative. Let me think, we don't have cauliflower cheese, although I love cauliflower cheese and to be honest, I'd be keen to make a vegan cauliflower cheese but I'm gonna save myself the hassle and not bother. There's enough going on. Oh, Brussels sprouts and they have to be roasted. I hate a steamed or a boiled Brussels sprout. It tastes like ass. It actually tastes horrific. Please do me a favour and roast your Brussels sprouts and tell me it's not better. You'll thank me for it. It literally changes the game. I used to think I hated Brussels sprouts until I roasted them. They're really good as well. Obviously, you're not going to do this on Christmas Day. But if you roast Brussels sprouts in olive oil and sriracha and garlic, wow, you'll actually become addicted to Brussels sprouts if you do them that way. Because I honestly have. But obviously, you're not going to roast your Brussels sprouts and sriracha on Christmas Day, are you? I think my grandparents would be a bit pissed off about that. I'm really struggling to think what else is on your plate. Cranberry sauce, gravy, vegan gravy is literally just like bisto gravy, obviously. I think that's it, but I feel like I'm forgetting something. And then after like a second helping, of course, sometimes a third helping actually. But this year I'm going to be really careful to not eat too much. And not in like a toxic, like I don't want to eat too much kind of way. More in like a, there's no need to go back for thirds because you will have to be horizontal for the rest of the night. And I don't want that because last year I ate way too much. Like I literally had three full plates and it got to the time that we would like spend them with our family friends and I had no energy in me. All I wanted to do was sleep and I had no room in my belly for any alcohol and I just wanted to pass out in the sofa and I was no crack. So this year I really don't want that for myself. I'm just going to have my nibbles and my one plate. Like that is suffice to have one big plate and um, my dessert. Although I'm not really much of a dessert person but we'll get on to dessert. So after dinner, obviously everyone's so stuffed and not ready for dessert. So we usually do like round the table games, things like heads up, articulate, five second rule. That's a really good one. And there's five second rule uncensored, which is really funny, but we don't play that with my grandparents. We do that with our family friends, but we do the normal five second rule with them. And then once sufficient time has passed and we're bored of the games and we could stomach some dessert, some dessert gets put out. I don't think I've once eaten a dessert. I'm not a dessert Sorry, not that I've not once eaten a dessert. That came out wrong. I don't think I've once eaten a dessert on Christmas Day. I fill myself up from savoury food to the point that I don't want to look at a dessert. But they usually do a selection of things. There's always like a Christmas pudding, a sticky toffee pudding, sometimes a pavlova. My auntie makes a good pavlova. Ice cream, berries, that kind of thing. But yeah, I've not once had a dessert. I usually don't get peckish until the cheese board comes out, which is then again a bit later than the dessert and the last couple of years I've got some vegan cheeses which has been nice actually one year we ordered from the fromagerie in London and got a vegan cheese board and it was delicious I don't know why I haven't got that since actually they sell out every year of it though 
So yeah, eventually we'll do a cheese board. Then we split from our family and we have our second little Christmas get together with our family friends. And then things get a little bit more rowdy and like more fun games, louder music. The cheese board will still be out on the table so people are picking away. And yeah, that's basically our Christmas day. Oh, I actually would maybe also have like a wee glass of my vegan Baileys instead of dessert. You know, we have done in some years as well, ended up lying on the sofa. before. Like, see, before we used to do this thing with our family friends and it would get a bit more rowdy. Before that, when it would just be our family would leave and it was just, you know, us left in the house. Me and mum and dad and, well, whoever else was still up, I feel like by this point my brother would have gone to meet his friends once our family left. And my sister, I don't know, maybe she'd be in bed or something, just stuffed, but... I feel like it's always just me, my mum and dad left then in the kitchen. Not anymore because of the way we do things now, but back a few years ago, this is what would used to happen. We would kind of be the last ones left and we would lie on the sofa and always put on the Gavin and Stacey Christmas episode. It reminds me so much of Christmas Day. I'm obsessed with Gavin and Stacey and I love that Christmas episode. It's so wholesome. But yeah, we're not really big movie watchers on Christmas Day. I know loads of people watch Christmas movies or the Harry Potters and things. I really don't think we've ever put on a movie on Christmas Day. There might be one literally playing in the background for when we're kind of having nibbles to just have like the visuals of it, but I've never sat down and actually watched an entire movie on Christmas Day. I have in previous years liked a little Christmas Day walk, but that's been more like, you know, when your mum's stressing out in the kitchen and they're like, will you take the dogs and get out of here and go for a walk? Like there's too many people in this place. So it's been more that. Whereas now because I'm in the kitchen cooking, I wouldn't, I don't know where I'd slot that in. But that used to be a thing that we could all go for, like all the cousins would go for like a Christmas walk, get the dogs out of the kitchen so they're not annoying everyone and like, you know, expend their energy and um, also get out of the parents' way. But yeah, I don't really do that so much anymore because I'm like stressing in the kitchen. No, I'm actually not stressing. I do actually really enjoy it. I just don't like when people get in my way. I'm like, everyone get the fuck out of here. But yeah, that is what my Christmas day consists of. Please let me know in the comments. If you swipe up on Spotify, it'll say, what did you think of this week's episode? Let me know some of your Christmas day traditions, what you rate or hate on your Christmas dinner. If there's anything weird or different you do, I want to know. But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. I hope you have or had a lovely Christmas. I think the next episode will be actually on New Year's Day. So have a lovely New Year's Eve. Happy New Year. I love you guys so much. I am forever grateful for all of your support. And also just remember, if you haven't had a good year, next year could be your year. But it also might not. And it could be the year after that. (laughs) If you enjoyed this week's episode, don't forget to give me a little five star review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Share it with your friends, your family, share it on your Instagram stories. Thank you so much for making this year one to remember. My here for the crack queens are literally my heart and soul. I love you guys so much. I'll speak to you in next week's episode. Bye.